It's episode four, season two. We're back for another episode of Future Sounds FM. I'm joined by people, all the people, and not so many people this time around. It's uh, myself, Patrick Fakeman, and Mr. Rob Dyson. How are you doing, guys? Good evening. Yo, yo. Hello. We're good. Yes. Hi. You know, what, what day is it? We're filming this. Sorry, we're filming? Recording what this on this Tuesday. This? It's a. Uh, the UK weather's been all right. It's been kind to us, so we're, uh, you know. It kind of feels on the edge of summer. We might be getting into something. I said it feels like winter and summer are having a bit of a fight and a bit of a clash. And what we get is this kind of crazy spring. Right. Yeah, crazy yeah. spring. And it's kind of dusk at the moment. Ooh, it's kind of warm there. still. It's lovely, it's lovely. You can't complain, really. I mean, I'm just what, what I'm enjoying is being able to come back from the office and go out for a walk with the dog and it still yeah. be kind of a little bit light. Yeah. And not, not freezing my fucking balls off constantly, which is because our office is in a basement, no sunlight. Oh. So even in the summer, we're pretty cold during the day. You have to nip outside for a <coughs> cheeky cigarette. Cheeky cigarette. And uh, it catch a bit of sunshine. Yeah, it's, it's everything. Oh my it's God. nothing. It's, it's, it was, it's an old taxi firm, basically. It's a nice little setup. You've got our own little office away from where Mr. Pac Man does his uh, thing. And where all the stock is kept and stuff. So it's perfect for us. Have you not even got those little tiny, really little um, so, windows yeah. that go kind of Bit across the top of the ceiling? D- there's a door, and as it as the door re- meets the bottom of the stairs, it can kind of see uh, where there might be sunshine somewhere. So they feed you through a little hole, and they push your food. <laughs> Routine. I'm not allowed to go home, yeah, until the job's done. <laughs> till every last nice, order is packed. They only hit every me once a day. Oh. Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. But we have, um, I know they, they like to say on the radio, less talk, more mm. music. Uh, we have more chat and not very much music this time because we are lucky enough to have had the chance, well, Tom has, to catch up with none other than X Waves who um, fairly recently now released the amazing album Peak Internet. I would say that I'm biased, but listen to it. Even Dan Mason said he posted on our band camp and said how he listened to it on a, on a flight home, probably from Electronicon. The timing sounds right, doesn't it? Remember correctly. Yeah. And just, just, just what, what a good album it is. It's, it's an incredible album from start to finish. And Tom caught up with him in the studio, which was great. So most of this episode, the meat of this episode, as it were, will be made up of that chat between two lovely gentlemen. With a salad. Microwave. With a tomato, go soggy with like, a, like a roast potato or something. Myself. Oh, that's better. I think you're overstating our importance here. Well, what have we got? What, what, what have we got? Well, what have we got to bring to the table? I suppose you 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 better kick us off with some uh, some chat. Yeah, about yeah. the event. Yeah, tell us about the uh, new Future Sounds event, which is yeah, more of a so synthwave. I'd like to think hopefully people do know because we've been quite um, quite open and out there with with promoting it we are doing our third uh, future sounds event that's coming this this summer in the uk uh we are still in london we're going to do a bit of a south london uh touch this time so we're down uh, in south london for future sounds miami 89 and you're right vince it is very much um a synthwave focus for this one we've got um i'm not going to go with headliners but we've got a in terms of the acts that we've got on we've got uh the legend that is uh future cop who's not done some live stuff for a very long time and has recently nice. obviously released a released an album we've then got uh morgan willis of course uh who we all know um there is then uh, New arcades, uh, Adam and Dean, who are coming back from the from the first from the first event to uh, entice us with some new music. 
And then, of course, we've got... I don't want to call them the house band, but we're always going to include them because they're amazing. Iverson, um, <laughs> who will always uh, take the it's roof off of everything. And then, of course, we have a number of DJ sets that we're going to uh, uh, enjoy the evening. So f- uh, it's on the 17th of June at Off The Cuff. Uh, please hit either the... Uh, Instagram or the, uh, I guess, yeah, like Twitter socials for. Well, the issue is we're having a bit of a problem with yeah. the website at the moment. It seems to be a fairly global it issue does. with WordPress so and generating new pages. But we, yeah, don't go to we're putting it out there on all the socials. UK. Go um, to the Future Sounds Future Sounds FM Instagram or the Future Sounds FM Twitter, and there you will find the links to wherever you need. Of course, you can also find it on my. We'll pop it in the and chat. We can include it in the chat. Uh, you can also find it on uh, Twitter for Patrick Fakeman as well as uh, Twitter, for, uh, Instagram for Patrick Fakeman. Um, come down and see us, seventeenth of June uh, in uh, in London Town. We're hoping it'll be a lovely sunny evening. The venue yeah. I went and checked it out a few weeks ago. It's very much an inside-outside venue. Um, there's a great bar area where we're going to do some DJ sets, and then you go through a little door. There's a huge area out the back. Uh, for all the live events, uh, oh, cool. so and Rob was the ro- food food stuffs food stuffs. That yeah, there'll be there is some kicking around. So we're trying sure. It's, it's south of it's London. South London. It's not you know in the back of beyond. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's so. What would you say, Rob? Rob, you're, are you are you from south? Are you south? Yeah, London? I'm down right at the bottom of the northern line. So I'm sort of sandwiched. What, what would you say, and What would Tutti. you say to someone who said that? South London's scariest band. No, we've done stuff in Hackney. Where we live. What are you all about? Exactly. Well, Hackney's post these days, isn't it? Yeah, Tottenham was a little bit hairy, to be honest. I remember saying that. Well, well, no, I guess we shouldn't have come in your Arsenal shirt. Yeah, that was the that was the problem. No, it was, that was it was lovely. I nothing skip. We've lived in London most of our lives. All of us we don't find it frightening at all. And I lived yeah, in Birmingham for, sure. for three years. So geez, you know, in the late nineties. It's a it's a good location. Really nice venue. Uh, we've got a stacked lineup. We might announce some more goodies on that fairly soon. Great to have a chance to showcase the return of Future Cop to live um, performance, which is big. Flying over Morgan. Uh, that will be amazing too because he's got. Uh, I can't say too much actually he's got an exciting vinyl project coming out on Time Slip Recordings just a little plug I think you you guys know what it is I don't think you'll have yeah I think the name of the event might give it away a tiny (laughs) bit as well there'll be endless merch one assumes at this uh, set yeah, of we'll, so I'll, bring, I'll bring all, all and, the merch and for yeah, those who Dutch, maybe don't know London very well the, the, the venue is a short walk from Brixton Station so it's South London it's a lovely kind of green part part of the city yeah um, yeah you can have a great time it's leafy London you can leafy have a great London. time it's, um, it's, it's our biggest event to date we're really excited and uh, we can't wait to see you all so yeah come check out the Future Sounds FM um, socials there will, you will find a link as well as on the Patrick Feynman socials pop on there have a look and see and you can <coughs> grab some tickets for anyone who's not from the UK and is feeling a little bit frustrated by the lack of events outside of the uh, Londinium area we have gonna we have been um, working on uh, Flamingo Fest and that is yes. going to take place in the United States of America later this year. Oh, I'm not gonna be any more specific than that, but we think we've narrowed it down to a location and a date. And we started working on the lineup, IRL. so it's real, it's happening. Um, and, and we will be yeah, URL becomes IRL. We will be um, Is it Wisconsin? The fuck out of that. <laughs> It's Delaware. It's, not, it's, it's Delaware. Not. <laughs> it's it's Delaware. Just could be. Why not? 
I, I, I've never been to these places, so I don't really know whether that would be viable or not. It's a cheat the first event, we'll probably we'll probably pick somewhere a little bit more on the coast, um, and uh, somewhere clues. that has nice weather later in the year. Mm. So there's your clues. There's your clues. There's your clues. Um, shall I give a little update on the film? People yeah, might have noticed nobody do. here started yeah. putting some um, some more socials content out. Fully aware that um, people are hoping to see the film made as, as quickly as possible. And obviously that's something that Chris is desperate to do as well. Um, he does rely on filmmaking as his way of living. So while I can dip in and out of the day job to get stuff done, he's a little bit more sort of like as and when the opportunities arise. But we are planning to have a big um, session on this with the aim of having... Um, now, having a cut of the film ready for later this year for an invited audience. Um, we're making big progress. You'll see from the social medias at Nobody Here Film that I'm kind of working through all the interviews that we shot in America at the moment. I'm going through them, uh, starting to timestamp key quotes and get the best bits together. And we're going to start putting together, well, we are putting together a catalogue of bits that might make the cut for the final film so progress is being made so close, um, so looking close. forward to getting started on the edit soon so yeah keep an eye on the socials because we are like kind of posting with that a little bit of BTS footage there's a little <coughs> video that went up today of uh, me using a VHS camcorder at the Bay Show in LA last summer and there's just yeah some stage photos of people being interviewed and stuff on location so follow us to get a bit more of a taste of what's going on and be updated we'll, we'll try and keep it as regular as possible because I know people just want to be communicated with and that's understandable Enzo is there still a way that people can get involved if they want to support the project financially merch they can buy things that they can do to contribute well we did just this week in fact chris finished today pac-man finished today uh doing all of the um echoes of the past yes but we have uh, a small repress when we ordered it in the first instance we 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 got a, a second version which is a slightly more limited edition 150 copies uh i'll post a picture of that on socials in the near future but that again same as all the other nobody here stuff every penny of that goes towards making the film and like i said you know we were a bit fucked over by the pandemic and Definitely. things inflated in price you know it, it is what it is it is what it yeah. is we're all giving up a lot of time for free there's no financial gain if anything it's a massive noose around the neck that we're <laughs> Working day by day to free ourselves <laughs> oh, from. God. So yeah, if anyone wants to pick up the digital albums, there's two compilations out there. Every penny goes towards making the film as good as it possibly can be. It will be made. It will be done. It will be brilliant. Um, and your support yeah, is always and, appreciated. And, uh, and also both albums are great. That, but particularly that Echoes of the Past one is uh, it's a fantastic uh, group of music and and, uh, and and tunes, which are just uh, there's, it's just it's hard to describe it. That's why I'm mumbling. I really enjoyed it. It's a great concept. It's just a nice really concept, isn't it? Like kind of inviting contemporary artists to to reimagine mm. those kind of classic tracks that we all, anyone who's in love with Vaporwave, we're familiar with all those tracks and hearing people put their own stamp on them is, is interesting. It's kind it's of another re-examination of thing to the do. sample culture. You got any tapes yeah, left of that, Enzo? Uh, I think there are a handful, yeah. There's a handful left. I'm back in the market. I thought you'd grabbed the market. He's dusted <laughs> off his Walkman. Oh yeah, there it is over there. No, I think he got the alternative art one as well, didn't he? The uh, the one that Chris designed. But yeah, I've got uh, yeah, I've got the yeah, I got the second one. That's right, not the Echoes of the Past. I got the second. For those for those that can't see, Rob is checking out design. his extensive cassette collection. That's uh, just out of our view right now. Yeah, I don't know why I'm 
pointing into the sky. Sorry, this doesn't work as well in a podcast. Just, mate. just, just, just no, shake them or something. Yeah, I, 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 I love to hear a cassette being shook around. There you go. Oh, I've actually been moonlighting on another podcast well, today. Is that thing, okay? The thing oh, is, yes, about I'm that. not sure, but convince me. Is it is it Sirius XM? Is that the name of the platform? I'm not really familiar with it. I don't think it's available here, but I think it's like... Um, I, I used to use Acast, mm-hmm. but they obviously got rid of the player. I use Apple Podcasts now, but it's like an app, as far as I can tell, through which you get podcasts, and they obviously commission their own series, and these guys are doing something called Obsolete, the mini-disc, and it's a story, a four-part story. They've got people like um, Morchiba. Oh, wow. uh, is that how you pronounce it? Moby. Um, Never heard of him. Sasha Geffen. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they got yeah, and then they invited little old me um, to talk about mini disc, and it was it was a fun chat. They, they 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 clearly know what they're doing. You know, they're pulling it together in a kind of documentary style, and hopefully, some of what I said will make the cut. We'll see. But I think it's an interesting story anyway. Like anyone who's seen the Tech Moan video on YouTube about mini disc and his kind of personal love affair with that, it's kind of interesting because us Brits kind of never. Realised it was a flop. It's seen as a flop, isn't it? Oh, we, everyone in this house had I mini disc players in the early 2000s. I was the same. I, I had them. a portable stack one as well as, a, um, as well as a as well as as part of a stack, and I, I just generally like a separate. Yeah. I, 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 the way I saw it is, it just sort of faded out very quickly with the iPod and MP3. The iPod killed it off. There's no question. They waited too long to kind of enable that re-recordable functionality, and by that yeah. point, suddenly yeah, people had sure, iPods. Yeah. You know. And, and that kind of just as it worked out what it was for, because I used to use it to record DJ mixes. So I used to just plug it into my Technics and away I'd go with a bit of jungle or whatever. And that was perfect for it. You can make mixtapes and stuff, you know. So it's kind of interesting. Techmoon, the guy from Techmoon said, um, history is written by the winners. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. it didn't, it didn't make it in America. It, it, in this case with America, yeah, it, it might well have been the superior format to CDs in many ways because it was genuinely portable. You could go for a jog with a small player and it wouldn't skip yeah. like a CD Walkman would. But over there it didn't work for whatever reason. So <laughs> they kind of see it as a failure. Whereas here in the UK, I think everyone I knew yeah. had one. In t- 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 what, 2000, 2005 maybe, then it was tailing off? Maybe and not of that course, late. Yeah, yeah. were much smaller, so it was so much more convenient. It could slide in your pocket rather than having to find a bag to put it in or whatever it might yeah. well be. Exactly. I don't carry loads of them. Oh, whimsical memory lane. <laughs> what have you been listening to? I, I, I've been listening to Pizza Hotline's album, Level Select, because my copy of the vinyl finally came in from the people I pre-ordered it from, and it's, it's beautiful. That's a great album. We've done a double LP, so that it's mm-hmm. kind of cut louder, four DJs. Uh, oh, nice. Two tracks aside, and it really they've done a good job with it. Really pleased with it. And I've been listening to a bit of Ape Escape, the Soichi Chirada, uh kind of jungle uh, game soundtrack that's out there. That's, oh, that's yes. another brilliant album. None of it's new, but, that. you know... Yeah, um, new, new to me. New to me. It's, it's always new to somebody. Um, I've got, uh, I'm checking out the new Zaya stuff. It's always nice. That that new one, Far Away Feeling. Um, it's quite nostalgic. Yeah. Sounds a bit like 2017, 2018 Zayas. Uh, oh, I love Zayas. Nice, um, yeah, man. Like, nice sort of chic style jingling guitar and some haunting soul vocal samples and nice big synth chords. So, yeah, always check out the new Zayas. I bought, I bought this one. There was a band couple, nice. couple of things from me. Um, what about you, from a more of a future funky discoy side of things, I picked up uh, a never a never dull remix. So the uh, the group are called Never Dull. They did a Luther Vandross Never Too Much remix. That's a bit more future funky, a bit more kind of vibey. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And of course, nice. you know, without um, sounding uh, 
too obvious. I've been smashing Weekend Rush since it came out. Nice. Yes. I saw Lavenue. Lavenue replied yeah, to your message. Yeah, yeah. I, I just got the notification earlier on. Is he? Yeah, he said he likes the chill time flies. He's of an yeah, age. Cool, he's of an age. He? But also, he's a little bit be, older can than remember. Us, but, but, but let's be clear. It's a vintage. Vinyl mix that, you know, Enzo, that you did. Um, I've been thoroughly enjoying. It means I've been listening to your voice much more than usual, given that we, we chat regularly. Yeah. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, that's freaky. But well, if you haven't had enough, yeah, if you haven't had enough from the podcast, then check out the mix. Yeah, it was fun to do because there's these guys. They bought. I used to have a lathe um, machine. I've probably told this story before, but they came around and borrowed it around Christmas last year because they do a lot of stuff. It's called Cardiff Art Vinyl Art, the Vinyl Art Company. They're based in Cardiff, and what they do is they've uh, they use the same lathe that I had, and they ended up buying mine. They do like things like uh, wedding photos and stuff, and they'll oh, cut wow, it to okay. a picture disc yeah, or yeah. whatever you want. Bands do it sometimes for one-offs, and uh, they they cut um, the tracks from the album quite a while ago onto a lathe uh, vinyl, and I used them on oh, my Technics to, nice. to pull together a mix, and then did an MC uh, kind of over it as though it were a pirate radio station because I used to record those in my teens. And like just record over and over and over and over again, you know, like pirate radio stations that were playing. It was very much a part of that culture. So Weekend Rush is about repackaging that era of UK pirate radio and that kind of breakbeat jungle scene, which seems to be kind of on with, with your MC. Mm. It's, very it's very authentic. authentic. Yeah, I, was, I was thoroughly yeah. impressed with your skills. Yeah, and I, it could have gone either way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could have been shit. Yeah, I was. I, was, I still cringe shit. hard when I hear it. If you hear your own voice, it's just no, embarrassing. It's no, completely. And because um, we know you, I guess listen to it at first. I was a bit like, <laughs> but then I was like, go with it. The it really works. Bit, I had him on in the shower. Oh. That's quite strange. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, that's just odd. You don't want to be so touching certain parts. I'm showering. Number, numbers. Do you want me to come and perform? I do bookings. Oh yeah, bring a loafer. But I was really. Uh, in, inside the shower curtain costs fine, more, obviously. You know, oh, God. I, you know, I've got a bonus. I've saved up for it. It's fine. It's Holding right. a knife. If you want me to serenade but, you with some bars while you're but, taking but, a you bath, know, I'm, I'm open for some bars serious, while you bathe. Without, you know, blowing smoke up your ass. I, I was impressed with your ability. Because some, some of the MC stuff you did, it was going on for like a Keep minute it or so. It was really impressive. Well done, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you. And I, I should really, the most important thing, Tom and um, mm-hmm. Jay being involved in the project as well. Tom did some amazing mastering work on it. And the three of us just worked together, bouncing all these ideas off. We've got some new stuff coming as well in that vein, which is really <coughs> fun. And, 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 and it got to what? Number one in the, what, Bandcamp? Jungle charts? Vaporwave charts. Vaporwave yeah, number charts. two in the jungle charts. I think it got kept off by like a photo. <sighs> what are you going to do? Which is no, no. That's no bad. That's no, no main feat though. Exactly. What are you, you going to do? Fight with the master. What are you going to do? Yeah. I like the idea of junglists going onto Bandcamp to get their vinyl and suddenly being like, fuck's this? What the fuck is this? Yeah, is this new? Is it old? Oh, what is, is this? Who the, who the hell? Recording? Who are three-piece sweets? Who are these sweets? That scene in Human Traffic where he's like, where he's introducing the guy to the Jungle is massive. You want to get this now because these guys are going to be on death row. These. <laughs> You've got to listen to the shit in the shower. Oh my God. Hold it down. Yeah. Loaf it up. Hold it no, down. No. That is the way you roll. That's the way we roll. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really impressive record. I really enjoyed it. The vinyl turned up last week. I include a little, a little sticker which is now comfortably placed on my laptop as well. Oh, Here beautiful. We are. So wait for the tape in. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the praise. The tapes <coughs> with the mix on are coming this week, so don't worry, mate. They're coming. Pull I know the you like to like send. 
He chats yeah, to me all the time. Passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. Yeah. Where's the shit? Where's my tape? Yeah. Where's my shit? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's coming. The the, the, the tapes are coming. We we loaded them up with Future Sounds and Flamingo Funk, which are both tapes mini discs arrived Ooh. today. So we'll get them out this week as well. So Double trouble. stuff's happening. Double trouble. Just takes a bit of time. Loads of backlog, and it is what it is. We'll do our best to get Don't it worry. out as quickly as possible. Don't mind. People have been asking a lot about Pac-Man's Helios statues. We'll have some more of them as well. He's going to keep making them for as long as people want them. Basically, he's doing these oh, yeah. concrete did you, did you busts. Did you get, are they bigger than this? Oh, and again, the listeners. Oh no, that's a different one. This is. I ended up buying that one. You ordered <clears> this one, didn't you? Yeah. I, I eBay. I got that. It's a pen holder, right? Yeah. It's a Helios for those, pen holder. For those yeah, obviously who are listening, Rob's just um, shown us a, 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 Sorry. a six inch pen holder we probably all have from eBay. Are, are, are they bigger than six inches? Uncut is seven. Every time I go for one, yeah, I'd say it's, uh, they're gone. I don't know whether you're releasing them at three in the morning, whether I'm just probably, I'm probably just working, to be honest. No, all it is is that he basically, what he does is he started out with a 3D print. Um, so kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. what's the word, resin or what have you. Generated that, created a mould. And then he can only do as quickly. It takes a few hours to set. It's kind of got to be finished off and sanded and stuff. They're concrete statues made good. by hand. He's, he's, he's a concrete artisan. Has he got any other but, stuff? Yeah. Shower loafers. Uh, he's been doing pill boxes. Apparently, on his Etsy page, he sells a load of um, smiley face pill boxes. Oh, so, if you, if you need a box for your pills, I should do it. Yeah, I'll link, I'll, link, I'll link his Etsy. In They'll the be for sale in Miami '89 live in July, June the seventeenth. Yes, boxes. with yeah. uh, glow sticks, whistles. If, I, if I could dummy. drag him out of Cardiff, I'd have him down there running his own merch stand. I'm sure that would do well, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll chip in. So anyway, let's. Um, we should. Um, speaking of good records, and thanks for the pu- for the plug there, uh, Labs. Um, mm. X Waves, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes, amazing album. Peak Internet, another one of those albums. There's a kind of a trend for it uh, at the minute. I've seen a couple. Obviously, Tom did his Wichita Limewire album. Things that hark back to the the peak days of internet when everything just felt like a a new era of, of possibility and opportunity and there's something optimistic about this record uh, that really kind of feels like it sits well at this time of the year as the sun's starting to come in and the yeah, nights man. are drawing longer I, I recommend anyone who hasn't heard it yet to to get stuck in and mypetflamingo.com have a little listen to it because he's a really talented guy and obviously we had Tom caught up with him in his studio last week for a chat and uh, they just sound like two lovely guys talking about something that they love I think it's really enjoyable oh. It's got a couple of good um, collabs on there as well. It's got like a track with Donal Lens. It's got a track with um, Runners Club mm-hmm. '95, isn't it? So it's got you know, and when those types of people are involved, you know, again, it's a quality product. You know, so. it's going to be good. Yeah, we just heard the new Runners Club album as well. Oh, yeah. did you? What's it like? Oh, it? come on! Oh. Listen, no, no. Play a bit I on air. Anything? Oh man! No, well, not I'm yet. Quite excited we, for that. we might well um, we might do a little um, plug of a track fairly soon, but let's we get get the vinyl in in progress first because obviously as as people know the uh, so that production is a big, takes a that's long an obvious assumption it's coming out on MPF then, or is he just sharing with you just because they wanted to have fun? It is, and yeah, just, we're working you know, on it again. Exclusive. No, no, no. We're we're, we're working with them. Uh, they're good friends of ours. It was amazing to see them play it at Electronic last summer and just yeah. to see like them blow up. And like hit hard as well. Like they were so well received. It was they're lovely people and a really talented duo. 
And the future sounds better. Well, the duet. Well, I think yes. that's what made it, made it feel the, 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 the nice was uh, they'd been seen through. <clears throat> obviously, everyone knew who they were, but I think it was nice that they'd had future sounds to set themselves up for what was a humongous stage at Electronicon. Yeah, right out in the sunshine. Perfect. Oh, beautiful. Big crowd. Side. Boom. Cool. Shall I let one of you guys introduce it? Because I just do all the talking all the time. Fake me. Can't stop myself. Am I doing it? It? Should I go? All right. So yeah. here we go. Thank you for holding on for us. But here is Tom and his conversation with X Waves. See you on the other side. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, you got your English accent on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nice. All right, I'm here with X Waves with Leonard. Um, he's come all the way from Sweden just to record this interview, which is yes. very kind of him. No uh, meeting up with friends, no going to West Ham matches, no, <laughs> no booty calls, nothing, just for future sounds. So that's very kind of you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm really happy to be here. Absolutely. I've been checking out your studio. It mm-hmm. looks amazing. I've been checking out your your family. Yeah. Also looks amazing Bro- in your house. you into bath time. Yeah. <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> Uncle Leonard in the house. For sure. For Wicked. sure. Well, it's it's so much nicer to do these in person than it is um over Zoom or whatever like <sighs> and it uh, makes my job as the editor of this podcast much easier as well. Unless you say anything bad, right? Don't don't get yourself or us cancelled. I will try. I will try. <laughs> you know, we we can get a little bit controversial here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, yeah, so can you can you tell us a little bit about um, yourself as X Waves and yourself as as Leonard? You know, reveal as much as you want to reveal or uh, preserve as much mystique as you want to preserve. Okay, what's what's um, the history of X Waves? I mean, the the history of X Waves is basically that I've always wanted to be like a musician. Um, I was I was a kid when my dad told me that okay you should choose a different career path because mm-hmm. being a musician is complete nuts yeah you're n- never Good gonna advice. get yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and and uh, basically he was like yeah you're never gonna do anything with that and basically what I wanted to do was to disprove him or tell him that no it's it's actually possible yeah so uh, I mean that was kind of like the the main thing with mm-hmm. with Xbox from the from the beginning. Yeah, and then it kind of moved into different directions as well. What's the what's the origin of the name? Honestly, yeah. it's it's really strange. It's really strange because you know, waves was was kind of like a thing that was very trendy at at a point where it's like people were talking about like vibes. I don't know if you did that in the UK. Oh, okay, as well. like like if something's wavy. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. So basically, yeah. that was like a big thing, and I always liked the X because you, all the cool kids in school they always had a, nice. the X in the beginning of the name. So oh, <laughs> I don't man. know. Well, there's, I've, I've, I always go into these podcasts with like a, a pet theory, right? Yeah. My pet theory for this one is that you're like a trend set, a trendsetter. Tell you're me, like a Nostradamus. So, so okay. So your your trendsetting in that respect is like the kind of X thing is like your you were kind of uh, referencing the kind of MySpace and MSN Messenger era before that became popular. You know, you think about something, someone like Charlie XCX, who, who's named after her, her MSN handle. You know, people used to do like X underscore. Oh, yeah. You know, like kind of like an emo thing, like a Y2K thing. Oh, shit. So yeah, maybe, maybe you, were, you were doing that before it's cool. 
Wow, that's, wow, that's it was even, cool at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. and then it stopped being cool, yeah. and then you made it cool again. Wow, that's that's even better than my story. I, I yeah. should just cancel my story and just go with yours yeah, yeah, instead. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and how come you ended up making sort of vaporwave music or music that's associated with vaporwave under that name? That's a really hard question. Mm-hmm. That's a really hard question. Um, I think it was mainly because you know the the music genre was something very new. Yeah, uh, it was a place where you could kind of explore and do your own thing. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the the main thing. Was so you were you making different music as X Waves before you discovered Vaporwave, or you discovered Vaporwave? started making music that kind of sounded like a, a bit like it and x waves was, was the name for that i heard like and it's gonna sound very strange but i heard like somewhere under like the lines on the internet somewhere that yeah. like wave wave is like the new cool thing yeah. that uh you you kind of have to get into and i was trying to understand it at, mm-hmm. at a point and i didn't understand it yeah we're all still trying to understand yeah. it, you know? <laughs> right and uh but it's kind of the perfect, it's the perfect genre and home for for people like us who who are who are looking for a home, right? Like yeah. because I know people try to gatekeep it and um, say like vaporwave is this and it isn't that. Like for people like us who who are doing something quite particular and quite personal to us, like vaporwave is is the only home, really, isn't yeah. it? You know, because it's because it is it's such a a, a broad church. Absolutely, yes. Do you do you remember hearing anything in particular from from other artists like when when you were kind of investigating what vaporwave was? Do, do you remember what you heard and, yeah. and like when this was as well? Do, what kind of year are we talking about? I think I started out in like 2015. Mm-hmm. No, it has to be uh, 2016. And I basically it it sounds like the typical story, but I just came out of uh, a tough breakup with yeah. my ex, and we had been together for like ten years. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I moved in with my friend, basically. And we were just like having this moment of, of time where he had, had broken up with his ex. Yeah. I was broken up with my ex. And I don't know if you have to cancel this and remove this from, from, from the uh, podcast. But Depends we were what doing you say. A lot, yeah, we were doing a lot of drugs okay. at that point. Yeah. And just like exploring uh, there as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is it is kind of a perfect uh, music for altered states, right? How do you mean? So, because like vaporwave music, it does like weird kind of things with time, and um, you know, like um, it's kind of yeah, heavily kind of altered and processed, and um, oh yeah, for unusual. Sure. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that can can make sense. Uh, you know, when you're in an in, in an altered state, when you're intoxicated, very much, yeah. yeah. And it, and it did from the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. And that's also like when I made the first album, Vaporwave for China, I was at, in a intoxicated state for the whole time that I oh, made wow. the album. Yeah. Don't don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> should should probably be a a better role model in this no, case. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that that's. Um, I mean, there's obviously lots of very clean living people in the vaporwave scene you know as as producers and fans and stuff like we you know we've been doing vaporwave events recently and you know there's there's plenty of people who don't you know they don't touch a drop of liquor but then there there are there are people who are like proper sesh heads as well you know? <laughs> yes. um the music in itself is is intoxicating right that that that's kind of the appeal right it's yeah. like a new psychedelia isn't it it's like um you don't have to be 
you know, um, yeah, intoxicated to enjoy it because um, it has kind of woozy temporal effects. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, it, it, it really does. Just the way that music sounds, it's also giving you kind of like an intoxicating feeling, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I yeah. remember I was listening to, um, oh shit, I, I, I kind of forgot the name, like the Kmart uh, album. Yeah, uh, with the uh, Power PC Me stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And I, I was just going to sleep. I was listening to that. Yeah. And it was so, you know, intoxicating somehow because yeah. you kind of like get these drifting visions. off, right? Yeah. In a dream state. Yeah. 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 You're getting these visions. You, you, you're going into a different ri- reality, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. I think um, as Donor Lens, our, our most successful record is is about a very similar thing. You know, it's about this kind of late night shopping experience, this midnight store thing, this yeah. kind of um, you're in this kind of woozy like fog, like either because you're intoxicated or because it's just the kind of strange hours, you know, post midnight hours. Um, there was something kind of very universal about that theme that like uh, that's why it's our most successful record. Um, and then, yeah, to an even greater, oh, yeah. greater extent, you know, Power PC Me's had like a you know, a, a, a genuine kind of cult underground hit with that record because it, it it really captures something so universal about how strange our kind of rituals are, our daily rituals. There's something very strange about shopping and about supermarkets. And you know what we were talking about just off air, you know, like this idea yeah. that we we expect everything to be always available, right? You were, you were pointing to a palm tree oh, yeah. in my neighbor's garden. You're being like, we're in London. It's really cold. Like, how does how is that palm tree growing? And then I was saying, you know, like we, we go to the shops and we expect everything to be always available. Like it's things are weird when you think about them. And I think that's that's kind of what Vaporwave is, right? It's like because it, it's, it loops and it takes like things that are quite sort of commercial or familiar, you know, like 80s pop songs or whatever. And it's like if you hear this over and over and over again, it starts to get weird. You know, like when you repeat <laughs> words over and over again and they, they, the, the meaning disintegrates and you're like, that is a weird sounding word. Yeah. Um, I think that's the effect of vaporwave, isn't it? Like the, what's it? This cliche, you know, repetition legitimizes. Like, sure, like if you hear something over and over again, you can make sense of it. But also, the opposite is true. You, like when things repeat, they become stranger and more inscrutable, and you can kind of experience them in different ways. Wow. Yeah, I've I've never thought about it that in in, in that way before. Neither have I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just that's, throw, that's just throwing like, yeah, some theories yeah. out there. Um, wow. Let's um let's pivot because it's it's getting a bit cosmic. Um, <laughs> I want to, you to kind of paint a picture of what it was like being a kid growing up. Um, so we're about we're kind of similar ages, um, yeah. like in our early thirties. So, what was it like growing up as a kid in Sweden in the nineties? Um, I ask this because we were chatting to um, Cat System Corp, yeah. who you know grew up. Uh, where did he grow up? He grew up in the Netherlands. Think, yeah. Okay, I got confused because he's in Finland now, right? So he didn't have a Scandinavian oh, yeah, 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 childhood. Yeah, yeah. But he had a European childhood, and um, I think I hope, I hope we were not saying anything wrong right now. <laughs> no, 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 he's from the Netherlands, right? Yeah, 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 he's yeah from yeah. Netherlands. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to get that right, but yeah, um, growing up in Europe, um, we had different childhood, a slightly different childhood to to all the kind of producers who grew up in the states, right? Like, I feel like yeah. growing up in the USA is like the default childhood. And we had childhoods that were similar to that, but also quite different. Yeah, and also I think people are uh, growing up in different classes as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the most uh, what would you say like the the most defining factor of of your childhood if yeah. you can uh, afford to to eat uh, yeah. for an evening or if you just have to like cook the same old spaghetti. Yeah, uh, 
What was your childhood like? Uh, we were really poor. Okay. Yeah. So I had my my mom. She was uh, a single mother for three kids. Wow. Um, my big brother. He was uh, quite a, a problem child. Yeah. At th- that point, he now now he's a, a super nice guy. But yeah. uh, at that top time, he was having a lot of difficulties as well. So he required a lot of attention. Yeah. And basically, we were all like three competing for attention, but also like how we were supposed to to get money. And my mom was basically just a translator from German to to Swedish. Yeah. So she wasn't from Sweden; she was from Germany. Yeah. And I mean, how she got by was basically doing like the translations, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't really give that much money in the end. So we just had to eat like the same pasta for a week. And uh, yeah. what did that um, restrict your access to kind of culture and, and media and stuff? Like, you know, um, did you did you have this kind of stereotypical '90s childhood of like access to video games and uh, cartoons and toys and stuff like all the, the the kind of childhoods that 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 we kind of reimagine this kind of picture perfect pre nine eleven <laughs> sort of childhood? You know, this kind yeah. of innocent childhood with. <laughs> access to pizza hut and plastic toys and you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> not not really we didn't yeah. like we we never went out to any to any restaurants because it was way too expensive yeah um and you know we had cartoon network but mm. you could watch cartoon network on like the this this channels that you didn't have so it was like the Glitchy channels. Oh, uh, scrambled. Okay, yeah, that's very vaporwave. Yeah, yeah. signal wave. <laughs> yeah, so, wow. and that's basically my whole childhood watching like cartoon on the the scrambled TV. Jeez, that's amazing. Like yeah. watching watching something through the fog. Yeah. So, um, what? Um, I think Carl from Runners Club and um, uh, Cat System Corp was describing was like this kind of growing up in Europe. We had like a little a delay, like versus like America. We were oh, kind wow. of. So, yeah. like, the American stuff would arrive in Europe. You know, we had it as well, like, growing up in the UK. I think American stuff would arrive, but, like, a year later or, like, a bit afterwards. You know, we yep. would get the sloppy seconds. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, so that meant that, like, America, you, we would look to America and be like, whoa, they get all this cool stuff. Yeah. Like, eventually, like, shows up on our screens and stuff. Yeah, like, we, we just had, like, this very idealized um, vision of Very much. Wow. Because they get all the, the kind of new, shiny stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I know this is a vaporwave cliche, but like it was really like nine eleven that kind of punctured that, right? Because it's like you you when when you're you're tiny and like all this American culture is so so exciting, and you think like God, America, that's where everything comes from. And then like something awful happens there, and then you know there's war, and like your your childhood like abruptly takes like quite a sort of sharp turn. Yeah. I think like. We were talking when we when we first met. We were talking about how like lots of vaporwave producers seem to be our, our exact age, yeah, like early thirties. And I think like we had different childhoods for sure, but like the the major events, like the ones that are kind of embedded on your brain, where you remember where you were, like nine eleven and and everything that happened after that. Like we 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 shared that that was that was like a common common thing, yeah. common to all our childhoods, no matter where you were. And and especially that feeling that you were describing before. Yeah. Uh, just like everything cool happens in in the US. Yeah. I remember I had this uh, kid in my class, um, and basically he he went on a trip with his family yeah. to the US, and then he came back. He had all of this crazy stuff. Like he had Pokemon on on his Game Boy. Everybody yeah. was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Um, 
and everyone was was super impressed because yeah. he had like stuff from the US mm-hmm. and nobody else had that. It's crazy, like pre-internet, right? Or pre-internet being good, you had to physically go to yeah. visit this place to kind of bring the things back. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We we had strange strange childhoods pre-internet because we had to like use our imagination to kind of to, to um, yeah, we were we were just kind of imagining what things were like. Yeah, you know, you couldn't just go on Google and be like, what what is this? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, man! I'm I'm I'm, I'm like your your um, what do you call it? Like my brain is exploding during this session because it's like <laughs> you're opening up so many doors. I'm I like, what um, the fuck I like is that going you're calling it here? a session. It's a, this is actually a therapy session. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very expensive <laughs> yeah, therapist. Yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed. <laughs> For sure, man. Oh, yeah. man. Um, we've kind of talked about Europe and we've talked about America and like these kind of idealized versions of, of these places versus the reality. Um, I guess like the something that, that, that carries on to this day is like people's imagination of what Japan is like. Yeah. And I think um, it's probably the right moment to, to say, yeah, we're, we're recording this like a, a few days after the news that Ryoshi Sakamoto passed oh, away. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we would pay tribute to him anyway, because um, his catalog of work is kind of influential on um, everybody in, in, in our kind of internet music scene. Like, um, I've I've written a little piece for the Future Sounds website where I was saying I think like genuinely this is like the most um momentous kind of loss since David Bowie. Yeah. In terms of like kind of independent music making because he had an influence over everything that every one of us does because his catalog was so broad, you know, he did everything from incredibly pop stuff to um film scoring to video game music to uh very very avant-garde yeah. music which you know our kind of synthwave vaporwave whatever um you know that's that's the whole umbrella of of you know that's that's our whole universe and and sakamoto has important works you know relevant to every single one of those yeah um those points um but yeah i mean uh that's that's clearly true of yourself, right? Like we 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 see with your your peak internet um, album cover, you were you were paying homage to, to Sakamoto with with that image of you kind of made up, weren't you? Kind of, yeah. Kind of, I would say fifty percent, okay. or maybe thirty percent to Sakamoto. Absolutely. So, uh, as soon as I saw that, I, I, it's yeah. the um, I don't know how to say Hidariude no Yume album cover. Like he's made up his face with with white sort <laughs> of um, kind of stage makeup in a very similar way. I mean, I guess it's similar to like Aladdin Sane as well, isn't it? Like the David Bowie kind of kind of thing as well. Ooh, maybe, but it's but not. It's Sakamoto. not. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But it's yeah. not. It's not really Sakamoto. Uh, yeah, it's more like I had a, like. It it sounds weird, but like my best friend in the world, he yeah. was like the hugest, hugest Sakamoto fan. He had yeah. like all the the albums, all yeah. the LPs. He had everything. Uh, that's Sakamoto. Yeah. And basically the the album is a homage to to him. Yeah. To to my friend because he was such a huge fan uh, okay, of Okay, so Sakamoto. it's like indirect. So that when yes. you say 50% it's because there's a there's an extra stage in that translation. Yes. I like that's very vaporwave. Yes. Yeah. We don't do things directly. We like, you know, there's there's one extra stage and it's this postmodern thing you 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 fill in the blanks. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Just- I guess uh, the other thing to say about Sakamoto is because his discography was so broad, like yeah. people find different things that speak to them. 
because you were singing like one of his most well-known tunes and you were like very surprised. Yeah. You know, I'm, a ma- I'm wearing a yellow magic because we're teaching <laughs> right now. Yeah. And you were singing like a very well-known tune. Like well, what was the, what was the tune that you were saying? Uh, perspective. Yeah. So like, that's a really well-known one that I've, I might have heard, but like that's, you know, the, the things that I know really well at, you know, the early records and the kind of fun covers of, um, you know, uh, day tripper or whatever. And the Archie, What's it called? Uh, Tighten up. Yeah, know? and um, I know stuff like that, and then I know like Sakamoto's work with David Sylvian and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, there'll be people who are working at the more kind of experimental avant-garde edge, edges of our scenes, and like the stuff that speaks to them will be the the more recent stuff that he was doing with Alvin Noto. Yeah, yeah, no, very, very, very sad. I mean, he, you know, he'd been publicly sort of battling illness for a very long yeah. time, and um, you know. Um, Oh, wasn't, man. It wasn't a shock. I mean, because David, David Bowie passed away in similar circumstances, but but he he'd kept it very quiet. Whereas um, Sakamoto had been kind of documenting his illness. I, I understand he did like a live stream only a few weeks ago, and he was unsure whether he would perform again or if he would be able to perform again as as he did. So um, not a total shock, but 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 very very sad nonetheless. And I think yeah, I mean, my I genuinely think equal significance to Bowie on independent music making and I think obviously not as well known as somebody like Paul McCartney when Paul McCartney goes it's going to be huge Yeah, but there's still people to this day who say oh I don't like the Beatles or like say that Paul McCartney's got some cheese in his catalogue which for sure he's, he's got some cheese in his catalogue but um, I, I, I've never heard anyone say I don't like Ryuichi Sakamoto no I don't know I, I don't know how you could it's crazy. I mean, like the like how, um, uh, yeah, just kind of how broad the ground he covered, and it's like just like ending up in the craziest places, like like on Soul Train, you know, having yeah. like or you know, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, having yeah. like not one but kind of arguably two like break dancing hits with Firecracker and uh, Riot and Lagos and stuff, um, yeah. and also winning an Oscar. You know, how many people have had like you know <laughs> dance floor smashes and Oscars? Yeah. It's 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 completely yeah. insane what what kind of and and here I'm talking about my friend but of course like this uh, is terrible news of yeah. course that he's uh, passed away yeah but yeah I think um just like a really important figure in our to us as kind of vaporwave musicians because vaporwave has got like a pop wing and it's also got like a very avant-garde experimental wing some producers kind of veer towards this kind of classical territory yeah. Ours is like a mini universe and Sakamoto's discography is like a mini universe, you know, like there's 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 big overlap there for sure. Um but yeah, I think uh there's uh you know, we're we're kind of we've got a lot more to say. I don't I don't yeah. like musically, I don't think we're like um at the end of our discographies, right? We're not we're not gonna call call our projects a day. But I think like even, you know, across your 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 two albums, like the the kind of uh the range is huge. Right, so like, uh, I mean, I was I was kind of testing some of some of my theories on you earlier that like, um, a lot of the kind of different music that you've covered across across Vaporwave for China and and uh, Peak Internet, um, they kind of presaged trends that uh, are really popular now. So like, I was saying that I, I hear kind of uh, Barber Beat style things and stuff like Pool Day or O Piano off Vaporwave for China. Like you were you were kind of thinking to do this kind of. Uh, down tempo kind of sax, um, 
kind of 90s baggy beat thing I, I feel like you were doing that like a couple of years before before everyone seemed to be doing that I'm 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 very happy to hear that yeah. that uh, it's catching on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's it's really cool to to actually like even even that one person is lis- listening to my music. That's yeah. completely insane. So you, you made you made that record for yourself originally, did you? Vaporwave for China. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I just put it on on SoundCloud basically. Nice. And for with that little backstory, like the the kind of. Um, sort of fictional yarn about the finding the tape in the not not even that okay i i mean it was just like the the tracks okay. that was that was a band camp thing and like a vinyl thing was it? it was like oh i found this this tape in a chinese market blah 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 no i, I that story came like yeah very late so it's like <laughs> yeah even after we we made like the remaster yeah. okay. and i was just like okay let's try to make this interesting instead of just having like some uh, random guy sitting in this uh uh, room and uh, just sitting by the p- piano or like the the Ableton thing. So it's uh, it's quite a boring story, but uh, no. So I I didn't really finish saying saying what what this the full st- actually I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep keep plugging away at my my theory or sort of. Uh, Leonard as kind of vaporwave Nostradamus, like predicting future trends. I think, um, yeah, I think you've you've got a good eye for future trends. So um, if you if you play the lottery, like maybe ask Leonard like what the the lottery numbers are going to be because I, th- I think you you can kind of see into the future, right? Yeah, cool. Um, what do you want to know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the lottery numbers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just that like I think that kind of aesthetic on some of the tracks on vaporwave for China. Uh, sound to me a lot like what people like Ron Breaker and Macro Blank and those those kind of Barber Beats people are doing now. This kind of um, yeah, like down tempo, down tempo. You know, kind of wow. Uh, that that's what that's what I hear to, to my ears. But I also hear you doing. Uh, I think just just on the one track on Vaporwave for China, but because like you kind of leaned into the video game thing, right? Because there's the Virtual yep. Racing '99 track, yeah, um, which has got like those kind of menu music Gran Turismo yep. kind of vibes which are everywhere in our music scene now and like all over kind of TikTok and stuff like they, they're kind of generation in, younger than us like they're they're really excited by that kind of lo-fi house like melodic lo-fi house kind of thing um, really? I guess that's that's what yeah yeah huge yeah. huge on, wow. on, on, on social media I think because it's like I don't know like they're, they're kind of a generation like a kind of COVID generation who they like dance music and club music, but they missed out on a couple of years of, oh, yeah. of clubbing, right? So, like, they got their dance music via video games, and dance music in video games tends to be more melodic, right? Because yeah. you're, you're hearing it on smaller systems, so the drums and the bass aren't as loud, and you kind of need something. You need something else, yeah, there, right? And they they tend to be written by like quite trained composers, like Ryuichi Sakamoto, yeah, who made the Dreamcast jingle. Really, yeah. I, I had no idea. Yeah, I only found that out recently. But yeah, like you, I mean, we've chatted about um, Soichi Tarada uh, with uh, Pizza Hotline. Like he, he's a massive influence on Pizza Hotline and this kind of crossover between being like a, a club DJ and uh, a video game composer. Like often it's like the same person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you kind of struck on something something there for sure. Like this kind of... 
um, that's that's an aesthetic that that does seem to be everywhere now. Yeah, um, and everybody seems to be making like PlayStation versions of their their logo and like releasing physicals in kind of PlayStation um, boxes and stuff. Oh, like, really? It's just it's like a moment, right? We've reached like the right time in the cycle for people to start getting nostalgic for that. Yeah. So you, you were a PlayStation guy, you were saying Absol- up there, right? Yeah. PS PS One guy. Absolutely, yes. And Did you play those kind of racing games? We had this. I don't know what it was called, but it was like a like a, a, a motorcycle game. Yeah. Um, but we only had like the demo. So I, okay. The, the thing was, so since my 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 family didn't have that much money, yeah. So we had like a big case of just like the demo versions of yeah. everything, and you basically got those for free. Yeah. So we we just played like all these different demos. Nice. Uh, back in those days. Yeah. And uh, that's that's so vaporwave the the idea of the demo disc, right? Yeah. Like, right. Um. I know that um, Shirobon, uh, uh, who's kind of in our in our music world and he makes video game music and synthwave and stuff. I know that they've done some work with um, somebody who who used to work on on the kind of OG PlayStation demo discs. Like there, there's something really cool about that, like the incomplete version of the game, the kind of taster, the the, the trailer, the teaser. He made a re- Shirobon made a record with this guy Jason Page. Uh huh. Um, uh, who did uh, music on like uh, the PlayStation magazine demo discs back in the day? So I'm looking at it now. So he did the demo discs on uh, Gran Turismo and Cool Borders too, and stuff like that. Wow. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, we should tag it in the thing. Um, uh, <laughs> Shirobon and Jason Page. It's called Haunted PS1 Demo Disc Spectral Mall. Um, very cool. I have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. I think we've shouted this out before, but also like if you're a producer, get on Shirobon's Bandcamp page and buy his. Um, he made some convolution reverbs of like the onboard reverb from the PlayStation unit. So if you want to run your uh, your, your tracks through like the the OG PlayStation reverb, uh, you can do that, which is very cool. Oh, I'm I'm gonna try it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. Uh, another thing that I really like about Vaporwave for China is that it's got some kind of more up tempo tracks, which are kind of future funky. Um, and I think what you do. It's kind of uh, closer to the kind of like fun, kind of deep house, lo-fi house stuff that I like from actually from like Swedish musicians like Honey. Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. Did uh, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, he's he's one of my favorite producers. Um, like this kind of fun, sampledelic, kind of nostalgic, '90s style, very well produced, uh, like nice kind of tempo, nice grooves and stuff. Um, I've always thought he's a fantastic producer, and like yeah. the, the the tracks on your record, like "Going Too Rough" and um, and Paula Jones as well. Yeah, um, they kind of remind me of this this kind of uh, just like really fun euphoric dance music. Um, what well, is 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 Paul, Paula Jones is is somebody who accused Bill Clinton of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I was I was like trying to think. I had to look her up earlier. I was like, oh man, is this a reference I'm not getting? So kind of yeah. like Monica Lewinsky, like yes. the less famous Monica Lewinsky. Pretty much, yes. Wow. Um, and I, I I wanted it to be like somebody sees the track and yeah. and just goes like, okay, is that some model? Is that yeah. what what is going on over here? And then it's like, okay, shit. <laughs> it works on ne- on levels, right? Because it's quite a generic name. Very much so. So it could be anybody. Absolutely. Like, you might know a Paula Jones, but like if you if you know, you know, and that's such a nineties reference as well, like this kind of kind of spectre, like a ghost of your childhood. It's like these kind of um yeah, figures 
I guess we're living through a very similar era now. Like Paula Jones, like maybe there's a producer who's who's a young producer now is going to make a track called like Stormy Daniels or something. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's cool. So um, yeah, like onto your onto your second record, like yep. your more your more recent records, um, Peak Internet. So we've talked about the cover, um, which is kind of a reference to a reference to, to Sakamoto. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, I think there's loads of stuff on this and I think um, I've, I've talked about your range before. I know I'm sort of, I'm going to say blowing smoke up your ass. I feel like uh, that might not be an expression in Swedish. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I have um, no idea what you mean right now. Blowing smoke up somebody's ass means, uh, it's not an expression in, in American either, I'm sure. So I'm going to need to translate for everyone. Um, it, it means that I, I'm just uh, giving you lots of compliments. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but like the the there's like even more range on this. So like you can hear stuff like um, you're like influenced from Bossa Nova. Yeah. It's like I saw you playing guitar earlier, and like you're you clearly like you you know your Bossa chords and stuff. And there's something about that kind of atmosphere and feel and mood which which translates to to electronic music really well as well because it's 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 kind of gently sophisticated and it's and it's calm and breezy like you can experience it on different levels right yeah you know people say about um girl from Ipanema they're like oh it's just elevator music like yeah. that's like an insult right <laughs> it's like and then you look at it and it's like whoa this is like a really beautiful sophisticated piece of music I guess that's that's like Vaporwave and Bossa Nova there's some similarities there where it's like you can superficially dismiss it yeah and be like oh this is just like they say, what do you say, Muzak, right? Like this is just like worthless, whatever. Uh, but then you you dig down, and there's like actually like a lot of love and craft that's gone into to a lot of this stuff. Very much. Maybe there's some much. low effort bossa nova out there as well. But, um, but probably, yeah. probably. But there's some some really like uh, good one as well. Like yeah, it's very very good. Nice. So but, yeah, I, I hear like bossa bossa nova in there for sure. Um, there's just like more songwriting like we're hearing more of your voice like i think that's like a something that's happened in vaporwave like um you know people kind of shit on george clanton for 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 writing songs and singing people are used to kind of samples and instrumentals yeah to kind of introduce the the voice is is like a brave thing to do but why is it a brave thing to do i i don't know yeah. i don't know you're already making the music yeah so why don't you try and try and sing yeah, like I would encourage anyone who's yeah. uh, making music to try and sing on your songs. Yeah, for sure, because it's like it's obviously really cool if you're like if you got something to say and then you have to find a sample to do it for you, or you have yeah. to kind of build the sample, build a vocal out of samples and stuff. It's like yeah, if you've got a a, a brief idea in your head and you just have to get it down, just record it yourself. Yeah, and especially if you you have a message, I think. A lot of the things that that when you're actually singing on a record, you kind of have like a story behind it, no? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the story behind that track was uh, me being on a party and I did like a, a what do you call it? Uh, like an overdose. Okay. Yeah. Was this Sun Goes Down? Is no. Which song? Which song? We? Uh, what is it called again? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. You wrote the record. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, One of the other songs. Do, do it, I need it, to get the peak internet track yes, thing up? Yeah. For your own album. Oh, dearie me. That's my my mind is blowing, blowing a, a, what do you call it? Like drawing a blank. Uh, it's the Bossa song. It's, um, 
The one that the one that, the one that I'm on as so. well. Yes. Overdose. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's even it's even called overdose. <laughs> oh man. Well, we're both equally culpable for that one. Wow. Um, <laughs> I even funny. said the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The track. The track about an overdose. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of obvious what what its uh, what its message is. Okay. So there's, there's there's some quite like personal and quite confessional stuff on this record. Yeah, I mean it's it's just explaining the experience. It was kind of a, a weird experience. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I mean the record's called Peak Internet. Like some of some of it's about offline experiences like that for for sure, but like there there's other other things about like your your experience of kind of being raised by the internet, I guess. Uh, around the studio, I've got a bunch of my Wichita LimeWire albums and stuff, and we were talking about growing up in this kind of Wild West internet era where we saw, like, stuff that we weren't supposed to see, right? Yeah. Um, is, um, is there is there a bit of that in, in peak internet? Is it, like, celebratory? Or like, are you, are you ce- celebrating the internet or are you kind of um, uh, discussing some of the kind of uh, more negative aspects of kind of... Um, growing up inside a computer <laughs> i mean it it, it all uh, has the influence but i think the most uh influenced track from exactly what you're explaining is uh flight okay so flight and that's track one as well yeah yeah and, and, and basically i guess it's it has two meanings yeah so flight can be you're flying right yeah but it can also be uh running running away yeah 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 and 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 i like that. it it has the meaning of of running away Okay. Running away into the the computer, I like that. Yeah, and basically, what it's about is that uh, my mom at one point met this guy who was very uh, physical. Okay. So, at that point, just to fly away or or run okay. away into to the internet, basically. That was that yeah. was an escape for you as a kid. Yes, very yeah. much. And okay, and you, have, probably, you probably escaped to some positive places, but also maybe to some negative places on the internet. Yeah, mainly mainly positive. That's good. Say. Yeah, yeah. The kind of the blurb of, of of peak internet is quite celebratory, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And you talk about the glory days of the internet. So, so by assumption, the internet of today is is something that that kind of um, scares you a little bit or makes you kind of concerned, like the, the way that, the way the internet is now. I mean, it's 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 just the evolution of things, mm-hmm. and I think as as we grow older, things will evolve, and we will kind of feel like things are evolving beyond our own uh, comprehension. Basically, yeah. and I was speaking with my friend uh, today about this, that uh, the chat GBT, for example, yeah. and he was talking about like chat GBT four, and the, there's like new versions coming out. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm like a little bit scared at okay. the same time as I'm like okay. This is going to be the future. This is like yeah. how it was in the nineties when they, uh, or in the eighties maybe, yeah. when they introduced the internet and people were actually going to use it. Yeah, so like a huge leap. Yeah, a huge leap into yeah. the un- into the unknown. For sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it might it'll be probably my child's generation who has like a a, a native understanding of it, and I'll be the one who's kind of out of touch. With exactly. It, you know, expecting things to work the way they used to, but they they'll have this kind of inbuilt understanding of how how things like ai work yeah yeah and, and we it's have no comprehensions of it 
Uh, it's kind of relevant to Sakamoto stuff, but like I think one of the the kind of sounds in peak internet, which is is a really cool thing that you lean into, yeah. is this kind of like Japanese art pop kind of stuff, like this this eighties art pop stuff, which like Sakamoto definitely did on his solo work. Obviously, like Hosono as well, other members yeah. of Yellow Magic Orchestra. I think uh, you showed me Drip Dry Eyes. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a song you really like. That's by Yukihiro yeah. Takahashi, who's who's the drummer in, in YMO. Yes, this very cool. I guess it's kind of related to city pop, which like um, city pop's like massive, you know, now like it's obviously yeah. sample source for vaporwavers and future funkers, but like just listening to and dancing for its own merits. But I think just like at the same time, not on the dance floor, but on posh stereos, nice home stereos, people were listening to this very urbane, slick, clever art pop from YMO solo members and uh you know and then kind of affiliates in in the west as well so like david sylvian and, and the band japan and yeah. stuff um uh very very cool using the kind of new tech yeah i think like um sakamoto was amongst the first to use an 808 oh really um yeah. and uh just incorporating yeah like 80s kind of studio techniques into this very kind of clever songwriting and i feel i feel like you're you're referencing that on, on a few of the tracks so can you ask can i ask you a question here yeah so what do you think would be like the future of of, of music because in in those times they were exploring like the unknown like yeah the, they were at the the avant-garde or whatever yeah. you would say they were like uh the before everybody else and they're exploring like the new technology yeah so what sure. would you say for current times like what's the the new technology? I think that's music? a really good question because actually, like some there's like people who are celebrated for doing like kind of cool, innovative hipster stuff, but like they're just referencing that era. That, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. I'm thinking about something like Kate N V or uh, Phil Garris, like um, you know they're they're like oh god that was like a really cool era. Um, yeah, in in kind of music making. But you're right, they were using the newest stuff. Um, I guess like things like Hundred Gex or something like that, like kind of super hyper pop where where it's just like kids like abusing the hell out of like what DAWs and plugins can do. I guess that's kind of at the forefront of things. Like you know they they, they just use what's inside the box. Like why why would you use anything else? Yeah. So like maybe maybe that's kind of quite future looking. Uh, but a lot of hyper pop is quite nostalgic as well, isn't it? Because it looks back to sort of nineties yeah. France and. And like cheesy stuff from our youth, you know, like yeah, whatever, like um, happy hardcore and trance and uh, yeah, like pop dance stuff. Yeah, and, and that's what I think is 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 basically what vaporwave is, no? Because we're kind of like in we we have all these super talented musicians, mm-hmm. right? Who uh, we're trying to find something that is new. Yeah, but there's there's nothing else. To do so, we're just recycling the old things. I guess people have always yeah. looked backwards to look forwards, though. Yeah. So, for example, yeah, because like on on that kind of groundbreaking YMO stuff, like there's some things, there's uh, melodies that sound like ancient folk melodies, or they cover Day Tripper, you know, yeah, like old song, or they cover like old uh, R&B songs, like Tighten Up. I'm trying to think. There's that um, city pop record where they just like randomly. Um, Oh yeah, by Naomi Akimoto, um, and on that uh, city pop album, like there's this really weird cover of Tennessee Waltz, which is like an old country song, uh-huh. and it's like done by like 
chopping the vocals to absolute shit on the Fairlight sampler and stuff. Really? So like that, it was so futuristic sounding. But it's a country song written in the 40s. Yeah. And I think like people have always looked back to look forward to, always look back to look forward. Like if you we, we listen to music and we're like, whoa, that must have sounded so futuristic. But like there's recognizable elements of like past forms, right? Like how much music do we listen to where it's just like, every element is like brand new and shocking very little yeah i'd say yeah Yeah, it was like some kind of like post-war classical music was was like that whereas like they'd experienced the horrors of war and it's like you know it's that that thing it's like um uh yeah like like how do you write kind of beautiful music in c major after like the horrors of war we need to like rip everything up and start again and make 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 music that reflects the kind of horrors of that so like everything's new from from the ground up again but like that's not pop you know stuff like like Stockhausen and, and and stuff like that that's not that's not popular music that's very very kind of studied academic music where they can afford to just be like they're like literally experimenting with 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 equipment that wasn't designed to make music yeah and making new things with that and then you know uh musicians like the Beatles would translate those sounds into pop music you know we're we're kind of we're working in like an underground music world, but like we're kind of broadly engaged with with popular music, right? Like kind of, yeah. We're not we're not in academic institutions and stuff, and we're not in concert halls, are we? No, 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 no. So like, there's there's always kind of recognizable formal elements of of what people in our musical world do, and there's there's things which are brand new, like production techniques, and there are some things which are kind of recycled. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it's it's a bad thing. I think. Um, there, there are no, no, no. There's, but I, I think, I think you're right. Like the, the, uh, we're in like a quite a nostalgic moment, and like it's like pop music's kind of eating itself a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, for example, like something that was quite fresh and uh, new sounding was like British like grime and drill music, um, but they've started like the hooks on all these drill songs. Like it's got way more popular as a genre, but the hooks are always like hits like sampled hits from from the 90s and stuff yeah. there's like one with like a hook from butterfly by yeah. crazy town <laughs> really and there's like one with a hit from uh let me blow your mind by eve and stuff that's yeah. on the central sea song and it's like that's nostalgia bait isn't it it's like yeah the, the we're just going to take a hook from a from an old song that was already popular and that's kind of like the tiktokification of of music isn't it yeah um, and also because it's 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 hard to write something that is new that yeah. people will like yeah you know uh, because you, you you kind of have to to market that yeah. uh, in a way. Yeah, it's and better it, business sense to sample something that's already popular. <laughs> yeah. Give them that percent of it, and yeah. it's like, okay, I've got a guaranteed, I've got a guaranteed hit or guaranteed plays on social media myself. You know, yeah. even if I don't get a hundred percent of my my royalties. Yeah, and it's the same as as if you're a DJ, for example. Yeah. It, it it people would like it more if you're playing like okay, depends on the crowd, of course. But people would like it more if you're playing like uh, Britney Spears songs rather than if you're playing something underground that nobody's never heard yeah. before because they are kind of recognizing mm-hmm. the, the music. They'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I know this song. Yeah. Well, so. we we live in difficult times and familiarity or like familiar music and culture is is always a crutch in, in difficult times, isn't it? Um, but, you know, there's obviously like experimental and and challenging music that, that kind of uh, reflects kind of hardship or like seeks to kind of challenge authority and stuff as well. Yeah. And like both of those things coexist in our music world and both of those probably coexist in our discographies. We probably both got like 
tunes which are angry or critical and we probably got tunes which are like feel good and stuff because like you can't be angry the whole time no. and you probably shouldn't be happy <laughs> no, the whole no. time as well people are happy the whole time yeah. like, there's probably something going on there right yeah yeah so yeah for sure reflecting reflecting the sort of diversity of um but it looks like yeah. that because you you're on social media as me you always see like the best sides of people so yeah for sure yeah um social media is something that you largely stay off isn't it yeah yeah pretty Smart. much yeah yeah i mean it depends also on the the service of course but yeah yeah um, i think i think that's for the best it it's just very time consuming that's yeah. the, the the big issue i think um It's really to, nice. Like yeah. the 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 best aspects of it are, are invaluable. Like interacting with the community and being able to kind of um, advertise your music that you've worked hard on. Those are nice things. But like just doom scrolling and yeah, algorithm kind of serving you up warm poop. Yes, it's not so good. So yeah, well done for for staying out of that. Yeah, but it, it it's because I can, of course. Mm -hmm. Like. I don't have to to market my my music. I don't have to do like all of these different things. Yeah, um, maybe the, the mystique helps. So, so it's um, maybe a bit mean of me to kind of drag drag you out to kind of uh, <laughs> demystify X Waves. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's. Uh, I mean, you 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 showed your face on the record. Like that was kind of like a sort of coming out moment. I guess I know you're kind of heavily made up and disguised. But yeah, like. Um, I guess that's reflective of of where Vaporwave is at now. Is that you're showing your face and you're you're singing? Yeah, it's not. It doesn't. Not everything has to be anonymous. Not everything has to be sample based. Um, it's 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 nice, like putting a bit more of your of yourself out there, but like controlling your your narrative and control, controlling what you re reveal and what you preserve as like as as um, yeah as as kind of mystique. Yeah. I don't know if it's in music. Like, how much more do people want to know? Your shoe size. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, final, final little thing of um, uh, Leonard as Nostradamus. Um, I really like how there's two versions of "Sun Goes Down" yep. on the record. Like one kind of very sped and one au naturel. Um, So that that's like a, a closing track or a bonus track, is it? Like the the, the kind of original version. version. It, it's a bonus. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really nice to hear that. And like hearing that in that form, it's got this kind of ravey, vapor rave kind of thing, what people call vapor, vapor zero. Guess not dissimilar to what's on your first record with this um, uh, virtual racing um, kind of thing, this, this kind of warp speed like fast kind of breaksy kind of thing that's really having a moment right now like george clanton does does similar as well mm. there's something it's something very cool i think that's like a sound of our childhood it's a sound of music that that's coming out now like i listen to to six music here which is like a bbc station but plays like kind of more alternative music and like there's so much kind of jungly breaksy kind of stuff but melodic yeah and that that's something that's happening at the moment it's something that people really like You can kind of dance to it. You can sing to it. Um, it's it's really fun music. Um, and it's, yeah, it's ni nice to hear you doing that kind of thing. Yeah, we we've been making a tune uh, before we started recording this. We were making some some music, and it's it's kind of in that vein. Yeah, I would yeah. say. So yeah, uh, may you may well see some more X Waves times Donor Lens. Yeah, music for sure. Um, yeah, 
Maybe your first single. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good for the algorithm. Yeah. Cool. Um other other than that, what have you got any ideas what's what's next? Have you got have you got things in the works? Um I mean uh, I'm I'm working on some stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um but generally I'm I'm like the music that I'm making, it's not because I'm uh, a musician in a way. It's more that I'm uh, a person who likes to listen to like crazy ass music. Yeah. So I'm just finding like music and then I'm trying to okay. remake it. You're making it. what you want to hear. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I want to hear it too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a good compliment. <laughs> Put it out, yeah. bro. No. Oh man, thanks so much for giving up your time. Thanks so much for coming here. It's so much nicer to do this in person rather than on, on Zoom. Yeah. I hope it's um, more enjoyable for, for you listening at home as well. All that's- right. Peace out. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, man. That was a, a very soft fist bump. I'm not sure our mic's picked it up. I might have to put like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have to do like the explosion. If you're part of the five percenters, you're hanging on here for dear life right to the very end. To just to hear my voice one more time, let me just uh, drop. The, uh, <laughs> the link in the socials um, for the Future Sounds events. So if you are London based or in, in the Come south, in England, in Europe, we get people from all Last over. Time you. It, You're welcome. Everyone's else, welcome. Yeah, we had Germans with us. We had loads of people. People come over from Spain. So we have got a show, Miami 89, with Future Cop and Morgan Willis, New Arcades and Iverson. Tickets are on sale now via Eventbrite. And you can find the link in our social search, Future Sounds FM on Instagram and on Twitter. And of course, on the MPF and Time State Recordings channels, we'll be pushing it to future-sounds.uk forward slash tickets. That's future hyphen sounds.uk forward slash tickets. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Oh, future sounds. Future sounds. <laughs>